Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Morgan Leonhart. So I'm going to brag on her. She's going to hate this, but uh, she is the new carry optics ladies national champion. She just won high lady at Fort Benning, not just at 11th overall, you guys. Um, it was absolutely incredible to see all these, these scores. She's a, a marksman. She can shoot three gun, two gun, USPSA. Morgan, what else are you doing that I don't know about? <laughs> Well, outside of shooting, I play sports for my school. I've always been sports kid along with it. Yeah. That's awesome. That makes you competitive. Um, yeah. I got to start this off strong. How the heck does it feel to be a national champion? It's crazy. Like, it's a feeling I've never felt before. It's it was the best feeling ever. It's crazy to think about it and to realize what just happened and all the work that I put into it and see it pay off. It was crazy. And when we're on the range and we figured out it happened, my dad started crying and then I started crying and my mom started crying. And everyone's just behind us like, oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah, it was really cool to see your whole family there. You know, that I know that your dad and you are best buds traveling everywhere, but for the full family to show up, that was pretty pretty big deal. Yeah, that was one of my mom. That was my mom's second match really that she came to. She came to one three-gun match with us in Florida, and we made, like, a little vacation out of it. But yeah. she's like, I want to watch again. So she came to this one. Oh, I'm so glad. Now, I have to ask, because, I mean, carry optics is pretty new, too. Uh, when did you first switch over from iron sights and, and go into carry optics? Um, well, I switched in carry optics about a year and a half ago, just about. So it's fairly new. Yeah. And I kind of just fell in love with it and stuck with it. Oh, well, it paid off. And um, do you shoot for real a Glock? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've, I've only ever shot Glocks. Like, ever since I started, my dad just handed little nine-year-old me a nine-millimeter Glock and said, have at it. So, <laughs> okay. Do you shoot the 34 or which model? So, I shot a 34 for forever. And then a few months ago, I switched to a 17 mm-hmm. because I, like, got a whole new customized everything so and I like the 17 better yeah and then what optic do you run on it I have an SRO I like big window big glass lots of view to see yeah so for those listening um this child is beating you with a Glock (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna brag on you the whole night I'm just so excited (laughs) for you So, um, okay, prepping for nationals, I don't know, like, when that started. Do you remember, like, your very first classification that you had in CO? B-class. I was a B-class, and our local matches didn't really have classifiers. Mm-hmm. So, I've been a B-class up until a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you get bumped to GM immediately, or where'd you land? <laughs> so, I'm in A-class right now. I'm still A-class. <laughs> But my last two classifiers were GM runs, but those got flagged because they're so much higher than my rest of them. So working on getting those unflagged and then 
hopefully I can shoot some more classifiers on class up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A class. National champion. It's like JJ unclassified winning the whole thing, right? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, I want you to kind of go into what the year and a half looked like. So take your time on this. I want to know, like, like, how did you train? What did you do in live fire and dry fire? Like, what did that look like for a year and a half? So before that was all three gun and then three gun matches don't really, we have one in our area and it gets, you know, canceled a lot, rained out. So we started shooting a lot of local pistol. My dad was like, oh, it's just going to be training for three gun. So we did that, and then we started getting, like, competitive and serious in it when we realized the three-gun really wasn't popping up again. So it started off really slow, just, like, we were still dry-firing with long guns, and then we dry-fired with the pistol and shot the matches, and it became more and more, and um, it, it was rough. It was, <laughs> it was rough learning the pistol, and the trigger the like you have to have a perfect trigger punch with a Glock and you know there's no yanking and I created a lot of bad habits and it took two years to overcome uh like pushing into my gun and yanking my trigger and just shooting when I was ready to shoot and not when my dot was there mm-hmm. and we we train like like dry fire three times a week is like normal and then we'll shoot once on the weekend, either a match or training. And that was, that's just kind of like the main flow. And it was a lot of working on that trigger press. And we just kind of like threw stance to the side. Like that came in way later because my dad is like trigger press. So lot, lots of dot drills. Okay. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> trigger. And then we got into focusing on the dot and like adding in target focus mm-hmm. because when I would just dot focus and I just couldn't call shots, nothing. So matches were difficult having a bad trigger press and bad sight pictures. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of the focus. And then grip have I having like focusing on not having a strong, strong hand grip. And having a strong weekend grip, it was just a lot to focus on. So we kind of broke it down as we went. And then we threw it all together, added in stance. That was recently. Like okay. before, I did not have a set stance up until like three months ago. It was just whatever I landed in, it was it. There was no <laughs> bending knees. It was just straight stance and trigger press is what I focused on. So... A lot of that and then putting it all together and then carrying it into matches and then working and seeing what worked for me and just playing with a lot of stuff all yeah all at the same time did you um uh put a different trigger in the Glock or change your grip or anything like that to help you so I should have Johnny Glock trigger which is absolutely amazing does not feel like a Glock trigger at all it's really short there's like one wall that you hit while you're prepping so that's really nice. Yeah. And what was the other thing you asked? Like, did you modify the grip to your hand or anything like that? Oh, yes. I, my hand could not fit around the pistol with the finger grooves. Yeah. My hand just grew so small. So you shaved off finger grooves. Mm-hmm. And then I got a stippling job done. So it's like really rough. Mm-hmm. And I just 
long shoe no finger grooves and I find it more comfortable I can choose where my fingers go I can get a high grip and I stuck with it I still don't shoot with finger grooves yeah yeah actually I teach that in my classes um I think finger grooves it, it only fits whatever hand that fits right so like these women are just anybody unless you have the exact hand profile it fits that grip it, it's not custom to you so any gun that I like I have the Glock 17 too I don't want finger grooves so I was asking um, I have a question on, on carry up nationals too. Did you have a goal, like where you wanted to end up placement wise or division wise? No, <laughs> I, I did not at all. If I'm being honest, I did not have any expectations. I wanted to go to that match. I wanted to stay in my mental game. I want to focus on my mental game. I wanted to shoot consistently. I just, I was just, I just went to that match to see what it would be like for the future years. <laughs> and <laughs> the bar really high. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I just focused on my shooting, focused on mental game, um, stage planning, all that. I I did not expect any placement. <laughs> but I I trained for it. I um for the three months leading up to nationals, I had the gun in my hand every day with live fire two times a week sometimes three because I wanted to perform well but that wasn't my focus like if I knew if I shot my best that I'd be happy with my placement right Right. and you were (laughs) yeah yes I was very happy with everything yeah and um okay so like for a three-day long match I'm curious um you mental game's huge right so how do you digest like day one, break down the goods, the bads, and like kind of leave it out and then move into day two? You know, how, what do you, what does that look like day over day? Okay. So for every stage I shoot, I have, I give myself five minutes to say everything bad I want to say to myself. Those okay. five minutes after I shoot, I'm like, wow, you sucked. And then after that, I'm like, wow, that was good. So I have those five minutes to pick out stuff I didn't like to figure out how I'm going to do it better. And that's how I do stage by stage. And then for the next day, I, I don't look at scores at all. Any yeah. match I do, I won't look at scores. I don't want to have that in my mind. Mm-hmm. I shoot for how I want to shoot. I don't want to shoot for placement and think about results while I'm shooting. So I just shoot and don't worry about placements and results. That's, that's for after. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and it it takes a special kind of shooter to look at scores and not get too wrapped up in it, you know, shooting completely different stages from whoever is going to win the match and they're in a different zone. It it just, you can't compare. There's no way. It's really hard to compare to. Yeah. Like if someone's shooting a zone with like way higher points than what you have, it's yeah. Then you won't like process that and you'll have in your mind, wow, why are they 25% ahead of me? Right. And you'll want to push and push and you'll fail while you're pushing. Yep. You focus on your shooting. So how do how does like you and your dad kind of play off each other? Are you guys helpful in like having that mental game or you know, are y'all more competitive? Like how does that work out? So I won't look at scores. He'll look at scores, but he won't tell me how I'm doing, but he'll set a pace for me. So it'll be like, okay, you can run the riskier plan. I'm not going to tell you why if you need to catch up or if you're, you just want to run it, but you can do that. Or he can tell me if I can relax, if 
I should be shooting a target on the move or if I can set up on it. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of sets the pace and so I can relax and just shoot. And he's he's helpful. <laughs> um he will he will come up with the main stage plan, but he's not he's not very good at breaking down the smaller details. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, okay, well your footing, your movement, it's gonna go like left foot, right foot, post up here, and should have moved here. And that's really helpful to have someone come up with a main stage plan and then have someone else be able to break it down so we can really get like each detail and figure out what's best for our shooting because some I'm better at some things than him he's better at some things than me so we can like help each other out and be like oh that's your weakness you don't want to shoot that tux on the move yeah stuff like that yeah that's pretty cool who's more competitive out of curiosity um definitely me okay <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm way tougher on myself. He's, he's tough on himself while he's shooting. He'll talk while he's shooting. He's like, wow, you suck. I have that. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Yes. You can hear him talk while he's shooting, but I'm, I'm more competitive. Like if I beat him, he, I'm, I'm going to rub it in. Like I'm, I'm going to rub it in. And you know, on the drive up, there's some smack talk going back and forth. Drive back. Still more smack talk. (laughs) this oh my goodness um <laughs> so for for nationals too i gotta ask like what is your your weaker stages like was it a zone area was it like the offhand stuff like where did you struggle and where did you really thrive um zone c it was it was our last day don't see and it was those were just really far shots really hard targets mm-hmm. um the others there was the other two um zones they were like one wasn't better than the other they're really equal but zone c on our first stage we had the ammo can stage first and i had my first mic of the match on that stage on the swinger and i was that was that was hard to grasp i was upset about that because i was like it wasn't a far swinger it wasn't a hard shot i didn't call it yeah it's just unexpected so I, i i got down on that i really did but the next stage, I like I overcame it and I shot a good stage. I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine. And then our last stage was the half size swimmer stage. I, I did not want to make this. I tried so hard. I was like, it's the last stage, last day after this match is over. So I took two passes on both of those swingers, like pass, shot, shot, pass, shot, shot for both of them. And on one of my swingers, I had three bullet holes on it and all three were in that small black stripe on the bottom oh. and I had two mics and I, they were like all in a row in that black stripe I was like yeah I guess like man so that was that was definitely harder but it was a fun zone just hard stuff yeah that was I mean C zones always got the the bigger stages wider <laughs> stages oh those half targets though <laughs> <laughs> crazy it was not fun I want to know who all shot that like perfectly clean <laughs> <laughs> those are <real> hard <laughs> yeah um okay <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can't can you explain like the team motley fiasco that went down at nationals okay so team motley cobra kai we're best friends like actually friends it's all jokes it's a roast battle it's for bragging rights it's like ha i beat you ha my team is better than yours with <laughs> all fun and games in the end um Blake, pretty sure he won the roast battle. He's really good at that for some reason. 
So just fun and games, just messing around, get in each other's heads, put a little bit of pressure, just just for fun. <laughs> but it, it got to step up from fun, but it was still fun. But yeah. I got I got lots of Cobra Kai merch from that. I mean, I have little keychains on all my shooting bags. I have magnets, the team shirts, I had a Cobra Kai shirt. Um, I did get asked to be on both teams. Team Miley like came up and they're like, Will you be with us? And then Blake came up, he's like, Will you be with us? And had to choose a Louisiana voice. Oh yeah. As with my fam. I love it. Now, who's on each team, by the way, for people that don't know? Okay, so Cobra Kai, me, Blake Miguez, and Brandon Elias. And then Team Motley, JJ, um, I'm going, going mind blank. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> they just signed up for Dragon's Cup, too. Oh, no. The rest of Motley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so that's continued on, too, with uh, even the next matches that you went to, like stuck up stickers and all that stuff. Yes. There's around CMP, there's magnets on the bays. Look on the poles. You'll see magnets around. Oh, it's hysterical. It's fun. And then the, the other unique thing that they kind of brought back was they had a um, like mix of PCC and carry optics super squad. So you guys had shooting USA with you a um, couple dudes, which was fun, but like, what was it like shooting with all the other female competitors? It was a ton of fun. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Most efficient squad I've ever shot on with women. I mean, reset. We're on top of that. Um, I've never shot in the ladies super squad it was a really cool environment like everyone was like there to like cheer you up like oh my gosh you did so good it was just really fun it was i loved it that's awesome something totally would do again so how does like shooting with those those females to like help you um competitive competition wise and like um you know does it relax you or are they keeping you focused are you sharing like the game plans or what does that look like I'm being honest, I did not watch a single one of them shoot. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, that's going to get on my head. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Um, most of the ladies are shooting carry optics. We didn't really, like, you know, talk while we were shooting. We didn't share stage plans. It's like you're still shooting with competition. We're still, like, nice to each other. Like, we're friends. Huh. But they, they would help me a lot. It's really cool to see. Like, if you shoot well, they're like, oh, my gosh, you did so good. Like, that was crazy good. And they're just fun. They joke around and play games. We'll make races out of resetting. Like, yep. I'll race you to that target and I'll paste it first. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really fun, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, now that it's over and looking back to what would would you have done anything differently, you know, for training or anything like that? Um, There was definitely some days where I was like, it's well. It's hard to get training in the school. I have a lot of schoolwork. It's my yeah. freshman year in high school. They love to put so much work and stuff on us. It's like if I could have taken an extra ten minutes, twenty minutes, and added that onto a training session, that definitely would have been helpful. Um, if you watched my videos, actually, I didn't post any of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would reload to a 23 rounder. And every single time I did it, the mag would fall out of my gun and I didn't see it. I did it like three times. What? I was like, <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> you just <laughs> drop and fall. You gotta post like, those or like um, a snippets of each one in one video. Snippets of each one? Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Yep. I have. I'll post mine. I have one from this weekend. Um, I did pretty good, but I pulled a mag out. I don't know how I did this. So I pulled a mag out really early, went around the wall, and then I was shoving it in as I came up, and I realized I had the mag backwards. So I don't know if I put it in my mag pouch backwards or, like, I flipped it in the way, and I was like, crap. And, like, you hear me cuss and then grab another one. I'm like. <laughs> it's so funny. My dad, he was making ready on the stage. He, like, was practicing the reload. And he did it. Did the first one, and he launched the mag. Like, absolutely <laughs> missed. It hit, the like, the side burn. He's like. He already he like laughed. He like did it again. He's still making ready. And he does the same exact thing. Like he just launches mag. He turns around. He looks at me. He's like, "Can you get me another mag?" <laughs> <laughs> I like gave him my mags. And he's like, "I'm not doing that again." And he just like made ready regularly. He's like, "All right, I got this." Oh my gosh, this circle is hilarious. Him and I do the same thing though. Like I heard him. Oh, when I met y'all, 2019, Three Gun Nation Nationals, like last one they had, I was doing, it was the shotgun XV whatever stage. And I just remember him cussing at himself a little bit. He's like, that was dumb. And then, yeah, I'm like, I do the thought process. That probably slows us down. <laughs> I mean, he cusses all the time when he shoots. Or he'll, he'll talk out loud like, oh, I forgot a target. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> it works for him. I guess so. Um, are you sticking to carry optics for 2022 or what are those goals look like? Um, I'm sticking with carry optics 2022. I, I would like to mess around with open a little bit. I've had people tell me that my style of shooting is more open yeah. just because I like to go fast. It's just, it's just what happens. I don't think about it. So my hits, like my points aren't always the best. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So if I can play around and open just like an off season or something, that'd be cool. But sticking with carry optics, um, we're gonna try and hit as many area matches as possible. We've a, I probably have as much major matches for 2022 for carry optics that I've shot my entire life. Cool. So it's been crazy. I'm going to a bunch of new places that I've never been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. That's, okay, that's very cool. Now, if you shot open, like what gun would you use? What would you do? Good question. <laughs> I don't have an open gun. I mean, I have people I could borrow them from. Yeah. But my dad's like, I'm, you're doing fine in carry optics. I'm not going to buy an open gun. So <laughs> not yet. Not buy an open gun. But I'm, I yep. don't know. I like. I don't. I don't know a lot about open guns. So I'm like, oh, this one's better than the other. Like I'm really not sure. So yeah. yeah. Have you shot a 2011? By the way. No. <laughs> You've never like even tried one. Nope. Oh, although I don't know if you would want to, because then you wouldn't want to go back. That's I. I've had people tell me that my dad's like, "Don't want to shoot, don't want to shoot." It. So that means it's nice. <laughs> he doesn't want you to, because then he's gonna have to buy to buy one. <laughs> have to buy one. That's yes. So just always relax. This is interesting. I kind of want to put my 2011 in your hands next time I see you. <laughs> we, we, we should do that. Making that happen. I don't care. <laughs> it's happening. Don't tell dad. Yeah. No, it's happening. Um, okay. And you said it earlier, what I want to point this out too. So you're 14 now and you started shooting at nine, right? Yes. Correct. 
What was your very first competition that y'all went to? Well, the first one, I didn't plan on shooting it, <laughs> but I had <laughs> I had my 22 rifle in the car, and I just told my dad one day, like, I, I, I don't remember this, but he's like, you came up to me and you're like, I want to watch. It's like, it was never, shooting was never anything that I was forced into. It was never anything that you're like, oh, you're shooting, like you're going to shoot. My dad did it to train for work. Okay. And so when I asked, he was like, sure, come watch. And it was some US, local USPSA match. And I went and the match director was like, oh, do you have a gun with you? I was like, I have my 22. He's like, come shoot it. So I shot the match. And he was like, I want you to come back out next month. And after that, he asked, that was it. Wow. So that was it. Shot everything after that. And my dad got into it more, obviously, when I got into it. He's like, I guess she's doing it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Daddy, do um, both team. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all shot a team match together? No. <laughs> I would. <laughs> If someone brought up like the DC project and I looked at him and I was like, I'm gonna have to find a partner. And, like, he's like, Do you wanna ride there and come shoot with me? But we've never shot a team match. I think it'd be fun. Well, the Targill three gun challenge next year's in July. It's a team match. And it's um same thing. You have to pair with a junior or a female. Technically you check both and you could win with your dad. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think we should. I should talk about I brought it up and I told him, I was like, I want to shoot team match. He's like, maybe. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe 2022. Oh, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, along your journey too on, on USPSA or just shooting in general, did you take any formal training classes or have you been mentored by any, you know, pro shooters other than, than your dad? I've been very fortunate. I've trained with lots of of the top guys in the sport um well when I first started shooting my very first class with it was with Kida and she just kind of started me out and she's like okay well we worked I worked on a lot of movement with her and she was really good at movement and then I got to go to I think it was the yeah I got to go to the last MGM junior camp okay and they set out my plate for me they like put everything out I got to with lots of cool people and they just taught me a little bit of everything and I kind of took took that and worked with it and then I trained with Steve Anderson for mental game because my mental game before was absolutely awful like awful something bad went wrong everything else was going wrong <laughs> yeah and he helped so much. He like put this really good mindset in me and it's crazy how much shooting game is mental. Oh, and that yeah. was, that, it's just game changing how much it like, it like, it's, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's like yeah. only thinking of positive stuff and not telling yourself negative stuff. It's like, if, if I say don't shoot that target, I'm going to shoot that target. Exactly. If I say shoot the targets around it. I'll shoot the targets around it. I'll skip it. Like, Yep. It's crazy. And then I got changed with JJ. And JJ taught me trigger prep. And that was that was crazy. I was like, wow, I can hit targets at 25 yards now. <laughs> and then most recently I did Christian Seiler. He was absolutely amazing. He can he 
picked out every little thing and gave me stuff to work with. And that just like, like it just solidified my shooting game. Like if you see my shooting from like three or four months ago, it's totally different from now. Just like everything about it. My stance, my movement, my visual patience. Mm, It's all just, it's crazy different. And then for PCC, I got to train with Max Legrandis several times and all his movement and stuff carried over to Pistol. And that's like where a lot of my movement came from. And he taught me stage planning too. And to like sit down three, my brother's muscle rose dirt bike, sorry. Um, he taught me like sit down and just to visualize everything. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then I've been working with Blake a lot recently because, you know, Team Cobra Kai tonight. <laughs> um, and he's pointing out the little things that are like, you master this and like, you'll, you're going to be solid. Like, you'll be good. So it's, it's really nice that I've got to work with all these people that can pick out stuff in my shooting, like, and tell me drills to work on it and everything that'll make me better and stuff that will fit me personally. Yeah. Did you do um, the Infinity Experience too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thought you had. You still have a couple of years that you could still do that because that's junior level. I I wanted to, but we had we had something else going on then, and wow. my dad was like, "Pick and choose." <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want you to break down maybe some of this. So for people listening who maybe could be a newer shooter or maybe they don't understand like some techniques you know, what makes a good trigger press and why should people not really like wait on that reset, you know, not play with the reset and get off the trigger, right? Like how do you learn how to do that? What drills did work? Okay. So getting to know your trigger is super important. Like knowing when you're going to break that shot, like when the shot's going to go off, knowing how many walls your trigger has. So to find that out, you just like, you can hold your pistol just one hand works and just pressing it little by little and feeling how many little movements it takes till it breaks. That's really good to know for like longer shots when you know like, okay, I have two walls to, to get the slack and then one more. And then after that one wall, my shot's going to go off. Mm-hmm. So that's really good to know. And having a good trigger press, it should be smooth fast it can be fast but you don't want to yank your trigger you don't want to feel like you're pulling your trigger Mm -hmm. um your trigger press wants to be straight back like yeah you need to mess with it see what works for my dad he needs to feel like he's pulling the trigger to the right for it to be a straight shot and shooting groups at different distances really helps with that like starting at like five yards 10 yards 15 yards 20 yards 25 yards Mm -hmm. seeing what it feels like to pull the trigger to get a good shot off and then being able to repeat that. And that's really helpful. Just repeating groups. Yeah. Feel your trigger, what it feels like, when it's going to break, all that. And you need to, along with trigger, you need to know your sight picture. When you shoot, what kind of sight picture. So whether it's like approach, if you're going to have a flash, um, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> Poor Benning always gets everybody sick. It's cold, yes. gross. Yeah. Not used to cold weather. <laughs> um, 
you need to know when it's okay to when you can have a sloppier trigger press like <coughs> sorry like five yards and in you can know that oh I have some leeway I can have a not as nice trigger press can be sloppy and then working way out you need to have a cleaner trigger press something smooth and then you don't you don't want to pin your trigger down you want to reset it like right after you pull it so it's not a click weight yeah off. it's like press it off and then be ready to prep again to get another shot yeah so many people that are new to, to shooting they they don't they know the reset or they don't understand or they only come off enough. So the, the guns recoiling, they still have their finger on the trigger and then they wait and they, yeah, they pull off a reset and then they pull the trigger. That's not, not at all. Like you never want to feel, you never want to play with the reset, right? Like the goal is to get finger off the trigger, but you want to prep it back. Yeah. So like, as, as my gun is recoiling, as it's coming back down to settle, I already have my trigger prepped yeah. ready to um, pop off another shot. Yeah. Pop off. <laughs> 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 whatever you want to say <laughs> i love it um okay so i struggle with this maybe you can help um i'm i've dabbled in carry optics i shot it at area six this year um i just got a canic set up i have a sro as well and, and a walther pdp to shoot it how the heck does someone learn target focus and and learning the dot you know like how do you master that it is very difficult. What I find helps is putting a piece of tape over the front of my dot when I'm dry firing. Because if you're focusing on your dot, you're going to see that piece of tape and nothing past it. But if you're focusing on your target, you will be able to see your dot and you can see your target through the tape. Yeah. That is very helpful. Um, I found this drill recently. I'm not sure how much it helps, but it helps me. I like holding my gun out and focusing on my spot on the target. I'm like finding a spot on the target. Like for my A zone, I don't want to like see my target. I want to see like right here, like my spot. Every single time my eyes transition, I'm going to right there. Okay. I'll like have my gun up on there and then I'll pull my gun away and still see if my eyes follow my dot or if my eyes are focused. Because they, they'll follow your dot. If you're looking at your dot, your eyes will go with it. Yeah. But if you're focusing on the target, they'll stay. Uh, and okay. That's what I'll do to, like, warm up. When okay. I, before I fire, like, get my eyes ready. Okay. That makes sense. Did yeah. you ever shoot, like, um, did you ever shoot Steel Challenge, too, with carry optics, just to try, like, target transition? <laughs> <laughs> shot Steel Challenge once with sydney rockwell because like when she moved here we were bored one day and we're like let's go shoot some still challenge so we did that it was fun it was, yeah 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 i think that could help though i think a little bit i, I kind of want to shoot it with a pistol because i only have shot it with pcc um just to see how it goes with a dot <laughs> i definitely think it could help because that's like you need to get those like you need to transition fast your eyes need to get to those targets you need to like be ready and on them and go back and to what is it visual patience right and like to mm -hmm. yeah mm. that's like at the at the side stage at fort benning it was two plate racks and running box to box mm -hmm. and you needed to have visual patience i didn't on that i had four of the shots and i just had to keep running mm -hmm. but definitely if you can focus on those plates and it doesn't take that much longer like per stage to wait for your dot to get there 
we're gonna like point two seconds yeah. like just to confirm it oh. it's definitely better than you know shooting a delta yeah 100 percent, absolutely um how far have you traveled by the way for matches three gun driving we don't like flying three guns it's too much work it's mm-hmm. not fun and i can't drive i'm 14 <laughs> so nine hours max time out for three gun, nine hours because he he won't drive more than nine hours okay but pistol it's fine with flying with pistols it's it's not bad so anywhere really yeah fly. what's on y'all's list for next year you said area matches um yes um i i i don't really remember it's it's a lot so we have a bunch of area matches bunch of sectionals um nationals uh state the championships mm-hmm. just kind of like all that throughout and then anything in louisiana yeah whatever whatever pops up whatever comes again just whatever pops up we have a list it's a long yeah. list i remember the list but what about three gun is the goal three gun sad news three <laughs> gun slowing down for 2022 yeah um, it's a lot of work to keep up with three guns and to keep up with pistol because of how much we want to focus on pistol. We'll probably only get like two three gun matches yeah. just because they're fun. Like you can't stop shooting them. They're so much fun. The people are amazing. They're great. Yeah. I think the, it's just harder to get to some of the three guns because there's less of them for sure. So it's like a it's a totally long, longer commitment. It's kind of like every single time we shoot through three gun, it's like three days, like of nationals. <laughs> yeah. And there's no three gun that's close to us. Like four betting is the closest three gun to us. Yep. And that's six hours. Oh yeah. Preach. No, that's why I moved away from Pensacola, Florida. Cause we didn't have three gun. <laughs> no. Yeah. We it's, it's tough. Yeah. Now. Okay. Three gun career. Um, kind of want to switch there. How, what was your first match when you shot three gun? How old were you? And like, what was your gun set up for that? My first three gun match was a surprise. <laughs> I did not know about it. We showed up to a local three gun match. I was nine or 10, maybe late nine, just turned 10. And I showed up with my PCC. <laughs> and then we get to a stage and he's like, I was just shooting PCC at three gun matches, just getting into it still. And they told me I couldn't shoot my cl- the clays with my PCC because, like, stuff would always splash back. And they're like, it's not safe. Can't do that. Oh. And there was a lot of clays on the stage. There's probably, like, 18 clays. And I was like, am I going to get all the penalties for those? And they're like, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. So I went up to my dad. I was like, what's the shotgun feel like? He's like, it doesn't hurt that bad. And I was like, show me. Like, punch me in the shoulder. Tell me what it feels like. And he's just like tapped me i was like no for real what's it feel like he punched me i was like it's not that bad i'll shoot it so i shot my dad's benelli which was taller than me yep and this is like my first time shooting shotgun in competition like i practiced twins loading mm-hmm. so i switched to three gun for that match and i shot it and it was so funny because i had to load the shotgun because it was like 18 rounds 
and I had to like shoot, load it while moving backwards. I remember this. And when I like dropped down my gun to load it, the mag tube just dragged on the ground because I wasn't <laughs> tall enough to lift it up. So my mag tube's dragging on the ground. I'm like throwing it to windows. This is the funniest thing ever. And I, after that, I was like, I don't need a PCC. I'll just shoot three guns. That's awesome. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, okay, for you, like, have you always, we, is it weak hand loading, right? Strong hand loading. So even then, it was dragging on the ground with strong hand loading, up over. Because I, I threw, yeah, I threw my shotgun on my shoulder. And the talker, the shotgun was a lot taller than me. Like, okay. a little bit. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot taller <laughs> than me. It just dragged on the ground. And I recently now taller than my shotgun. That's I mean, awesome. my shotgun still comes up to, like, here on me. But... Yep. I learned to lift it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was curious. Like, I um, I did weekend for like, I mean, seriously, maybe a hot minute of two matches, and then I learned like strong hand loading was so much faster. It was easier maneuver. You don't have all that weight on the bottom, and then you don't have as much problem with like the one eighty break. You know, when people are swinging yeah. loading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you do um quads or have you? Yeah. Well, I started quad loading um three years ago. Cal. When I was 11, I think, quad-loading, and it was the day before a major match, and I was like, I'm quad-loading, like, twins are too slow, like, I'm gonna quad-load, so I learned in the hotel that night to quad-load, it was, it was my second year at Babes, and I was like, I'm quad-loading now, like, no one can stop me, is Riley, Kropazan, Dakota, everyone right there, yep. and they're like, you need a quad-load, I was like, I'll, I'll quad-load then, so... I started quad loading there and I do now. And then it's so funny because all the guys are like, my hands aren't big enough. I was like, your hands are big enough. Right. Like, oh my God. You can do it. <laughs> no, I, I embarrassed the crowd. You know, Jeffrey Abrams, or Abraham, yeah. I always say his name wrong. Um, he and I met at Memorial three gun or whatever, three years ago, two years ago. I don't remember now, but he put on the um, shotgun chest rig and he was complaining about how heavy it was right in this area. And I was like, really? <laughs> really like and you'll get there but it's like you're gonna complain about weight in your upper chest region <laughs> since then he has never complained about shotgun on a chest rig my chest rig it sits like it sits on top of my belt like I can't get it to go up higher into my stomach <laughs> it just won't get tighter it just falls onto my belt oh. it'll rotate as I'm shooting I'm like y'all that's just not working no <laughs> <laughs> you almost need like a leg caddy maybe i have one i do have one i will use both i have thigh rig yeah that's pretty yeah that's awesome um okay so you shot uh benelli shotgun and then you sold the glock when you were shooting three I shoot a beretta beretta okay my dad just, i shoot he hates my beretta he absolutely hates it he's like i i'm yeah, it's so hard to clean Mm-hmm. But I like it. It's, I find it shoots softer. So. And you don't clean your own guns? No, I do. But I didn't before. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and before, and he's like, I'm tired of cleaning your shotgun. It's all on you now. It's like, I don't like cleaning it. It's like, shoot a Benelli. It's like, I don't want to shoot a Benelli. <laughs> so I just feel like cleaning it. <laughs> so what do you shoot? What are the three guns now on three gun? Beretta. Shotgun, Beretta, 1301. I have a 13-round tube. Um, Oh, funny story. I, when I shoot my shotgun, I always ghost load it and then like put one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And when I ghost load it, I guess I like hold it by the charging handle. 
my training handle has fallen out three times while I was shooting. That's not good. Like, no, it's not. Like, I always have to, like, pick it up off the ground and just, like, jam it back in. That's so that's not good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and then <laughs> my pistol, Um, I just use my carry optics gun. Yeah. Like, same gun. And then my rifle, it's all custom built. Mm-hmm. Everything, just parts from everywhere that I've thrown together and made a rifle. Okay. And I love it. It shoots amazing. Like, it's amazing. I built mine too. I, and I think everybody pretty much when they hit that three gun point of like, okay, I'm going to shoot this. Like they, they want a gun custom to them. So actually, if you, if you know your build enough, can you share some of the components that you picked out for yourself? Um, yeah, wait, I'm not that. Just okay. <laughs> so rifle, um, with my stock length and the cheek riser, my, a regular charging handle will hit it wow. and I'll stop. So I have a Gibbs upper with a side charging handle, which I, I love it because I can like keep my gun on my shoulder and if I have a function, which I never do, but if I had one, I can just, you know, stick out one arm, just rack it. Um, I have a college scope, the best glass in the whole wide world. It's amazing. I love it. Which and is that? Is that the one to eight? No, I have a one to six. One to six. Okay. I like, um, a bigger visual plane and my dad shoots a one to eight because he like you know more magnification but i i had an issue where i would take my head off my gun for every single long range target to find it yeah so the one to six i can like keep my eye in the scope and still find it sure um and then proof barrel smoke handguard it's all carbon fiber yeah like it's all carbon fiber which is really cool um i have jp bolt and all that and yeah. Cool. And the, the buffer system is JP too then, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Silent capture spring. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, and I have APA done up here. Very nice cool. Little, little, yeah. Do you run the same? I know maybe like for PCC, is your PCC setup similar with the smoke composites, lightweight stuff, or it's a little bit different? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. The, the two nationals that was <laughs> the last time I shot PCC, and then that was the last time I shot, or the I haven't shot PCC a year before that. Wow, like, yeah, PCC was just when I started. Everyone thinks I shoot PCC. No. I, I'm, I don't know why, I'm really confused. Like at uh nationals, everyone's like, Oh, you're shooting PCC. It's like, No, they're like, Oh, that's the pistol must be new then. And I was like, No, no. <laughs> We're in that really block for a long while. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know where they got it from. Yeah. The um uh the Beretta, the 1301. Did you is your model the, the new new one that came out or is it the older model? I'm going with the older because I've had it for forever. Yeah. Um my dad had it before That's and awesome. it was the only shotgun he had when I started shooting. So yep. I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then that, that gun, like for people that don't know, um, if you want to share about it, like where the, uh, shell release button is, and then, you know, talk about like the gas versus, um, recoil or whatever, what I'm trying to say, inertia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my little button, it's, it's (laughs) shell release button. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's fine. Shell out, you know, 
the button thingy. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like no one no one ever knows how to unload my shotgun. I always have I to know. Do it. I know. It's it's tucked away and it's hidden behind everything. It's you just have to you just have to guess, I guess. No, it's it's pretty visible. Like when you go to load your shotgun, I don't one mind blank. I don't know. I'm forgetting what this is called. The lifter. The lifter. Yes, it's by the, the lifter. Find the yeah. lifter. And you can you can just hold it down and just direct that thing. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So what she's trying to explain <laughs> is when you load a shotgun and you're putting shells into the, the actual tube. So when the uh, the lifter gets flat, the button's actually in underneath with that um, lifter. So it's in the middle. It's not on the side. So most shell ca- uh, catches on, on shotguns are going to be on the outside, which makes it harder to find. Like I know for mine, um, Keegan he had to cut out near my shell release so that way I could find the button in competition because it's so small to find. Oh, yeah. I can just be loading my shotgun and just slide a finger back and yeah. back the shell on the lifter. Yeah, and call it a day. And then the, the Barata 2, it's gas-operated. Yes. Yeah, so, so you don't jam as much. <laughs> but you don't jam as much on inertia. So like, you know, if you're not shouldering a shotgun correctly, that's inertia-driven. Like, there yeah. is a chance that, yeah, it won't. It won't feed right. It won't load right. But the, the Beretta, you know, you could hold it over your head, pull the trigger, and it's going to lo- load around. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's truly good. And it eats everything. Like, it'll shoot anything and everything you give it. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice it thing. Is. Especially right now when you beggars can't be choosers on shells. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Now, do you guys reload um, all of your stuff or just pistol or what? Um, This is my pistol. Reloader. This is the rifle. Reloader. We just do pistol and rifle, not shotgun. Um, I I just do pistol. My dad will do the rifle because it's multiple steps. You have like rolls cleaner over there, another one like one of those food dehydrators. He yes. puts the rifle brass in that. Yeah, and I then you have the case shaver downer i don't know what that's called either the rollizer and everything that yeah read yes so he he'll do the rifle it's very small details i can i can just handle the pistol and i'll do that every night i'll do 200 300 rounds a night that's awesome so um for your load what competition load do you run in your clock for for your pistol (laughs) (laughs) you don't know no (laughs) So you just pull a handle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you don't know what grain bullets or anything? Paper no. <laughs> <Give her> a box. <laughs> oh, I'm 135 grain. Okay, that's different. Yeah, so that's unique. You know, most people run 115s, 147s, but 135. Okay, 135. Yeah, that's all we know. But we got there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did it. Yeah, I love this. Oh my god! Uh, all right, I'm just a kid. You know, no, it's good. It's good. It's good to at least you help. You know what I mean? You, you, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot more than a lot of juniors do. Um, all right. So your highest placement, I think, at like kind of a mini local, but still a good turnout, was Altus's two gun. Right, you were second overall. Yes. How far that were you is- from hobby? Oh, go ahead. How far? How far was I from him? Yeah, like beating him. Um, it was. It was close. It I don't was. remember, but I do remember it was close. It was not a big gap because we were going back and forth throughout the match. And like one stage, she come to me and be like, "I won that one." It's like, okay, well, I won that one. <laughs> it was. 
it was back and forth and we no one knew who was going to take it overall at the end and then he took it but i remember it was it wasn't by a lot yeah what were you gonna say before that yeah about your highest place oh um local match um funny story my dad was sick one day so i had one of the guys who didn't shoot three gun he shot a pistol at us i was like hey you want to drive me to a three gun match and i'll i'll show you what to do he's like okay so we went out i was i was 12 (laughs) i went out i i didn't win a single stage but i i won the match (laughs) hell yeah and i i don't know i just kind of showed him what to do and that that's when i realized shooting consistent is better than winning stages and bombing others yes yeah i mean and like that do you remember that percentages across the board for the stages that you had on that or was that kind of too long ago i i really don't remember this is yeah. years ago. But yeah just i remember shooting really consistent not bombing anything and that that's what will be more helpful yeah yeah and then the the two gun match that you shot too. I mean, did they have the movers on that uh, match for for the Altus one? Yeah. Well, we had a mover. There was, it was a kangaroo. It was moving. We shot that match in like a hurricane, yep. and it broke halfway through. So I did not get to shoot it while it was moving, but I did get to shoot it in the pouring rain. Cool. So I've never shot a moving rifle target. I guess. No. Like long. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah. No. It would have been cool. Would have been cool but. Yeah, right? Like, Altus is probably the only place I know that would do, or that I know they have them. So that's why I was curious. Yeah. yeah. So, three gun, two gun, you shot still challenge. USPSA, have you shot anything else I don't know about? Um, I don't think so. That's. You and I shot, well, we shot the CQB match, but that's not like a sanctioned oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. bodied. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just fun matches that are there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I know the three gun life is, is intriguing. So you, you started earlier than I did. Do you remember some of the cooler competitions that you went to? Like, I know it's a little bit different today where you don't see as much stage props or as cool stages, but like, do you remember that experience? And like, what was some of the cool stages that you shot? Um, well, I shot the last year rock castle, which was amazing. I loved it. That was really cool. The setting was really cool. It was, I, I just, I just loved it. I don't remember any of the stages in particular. I remember a few things from it. And I remember like shooting, like they have the valley. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool to shoot into because it's really foggy. So you're like shooting through the fog. Um, I remember having to slide through a tunnel there, like downhill. I'd like slide through a tunnel like with my pistol. Um. Fort Benning, they do a really good job with bringing in that physical stuff. And this was my first year shooting it. And I thought it was really cool. This year? Yeah. Just now. What the heck was your first year shooting Fort Benning? Oh, my God. Yes. This and The one year I don't go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This weekend was my first time touching my long guns in six months. Yeah. I trained with them once before and then just went into the match. But... Clearly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I guess not. Um, this is the memory, muscle memory. Pretty cool. Um, like jumping over that wall. That was cool. Shooting yeah. a pistol off of a piece of wood this big. Hang on to a rope. That was cool. Yep. Shooting rifle out of a kayak. That was cool. Um, 
uh, oh, that that 90 pound weight we had to pull, that was cool. That was hard. That was <laughs> almost my body weight. And saying that, that was hard. But you got to post those videos up, dude. I sh- yeah, I do need to post those videos. Now, I think it was stage eight and stage one. Is that right? That were your best two stages? Um, I totally didn't stalk you or anything before this interview. <laughs> Stage eight. Oh yeah, stage eight. Mm-hmm. My so my dad shot it before me, and he's like, "Man, I did so good." And I went and did a second fast, and he's like, "I just needed one, Morgan. I just needed one." <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. that. Yeah, that was the Cooper Tunnel. That was that was a fun stage. Well, you are small. Well, so is your dad. So never mind. <laughs> 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 That's even. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> now. They had, let's see, for, for those that don't know, like with, with Fort Benning, do you want to explain some of the stages and like the slug targets, the long range and like all of those expectations? Yeah. Okay. So Fort Benning was very physical, very physical challenges. The long range, it wasn't far, like it only went to 400 yards, but the target was the top half of a C zone. Like you had the head and the shoulders and that was off of not very stable positions that was from a tank trap and then off of a wall and like i don't know just on the wall kneeling um and they had very far pistol shots that were small that i i wasn't expecting to have that i was like wow that's kind of hard (laughs) the slug shots the slug targets were they're pretty small Mm -hmm. they're i don't know they're like 12 inch targets at 70 I want to say 60 or 70 yards that was that was hard and I'm I'm not very good with slugs so I was pleasantly surprised that I hit those they they had some very challenging shots very tight shots they had these rifle targets where we had like this much target at an angle like 10 yards away and the rest was no shoot Mm -hmm. I I did but that was hard. That um, was like the shoot house stage, right? Before going in, you had the outside, and then I can't remember. No, I saw some of the videos. No, that was that was stage eight with the Cooper Tunnel. Okay, it was like in the very beginning with rifle. Um, no shoot city. No. You got to know height over bore for that for sure. And a lot of people don't understand that. That you know, go shoot multi gun or three gun. Learn. Oh, <laughs> here's a thing. I I find it. I still find it confusing. I like. I'm not very comfortable with like. Holding off of my target, but hitting sure. my target. Yep. Science, it's, math. <laughs> it's weird. Um, what else is that? They had very like, like rifle shots were hard. Like mm-hmm. the rifle was like honestly very hard. Like there was the bridge stage and the wall stage. Like you had to jump over the wall. Mm-hmm. You had to get very low for those paper targets. It was like paper target, no shoot, paper target, no shoot. And they had like those no shoot stacked. They they were not scared of no shoots this match. Yeah. And you're gonna get super low, unstable, you're like sideways, and you have this much on the target. Well, and what's interesting, um, people don't know like when their mag is to the right, you kind of need to aim right a little bit too. Like your entire ballistics can be thrown off when your rifle's canted completely sideways. Yeah, and, and when you're it's I don't know. My rifle hits different when I'm sideways. Like it's crazy math, yep. and it's like with the offset of the scope. It's like I can see the target, but I'm shooting the wood stick in front of me. Like 
right there, like what's happening. Like you need to know the offset, like that your scope's two inches higher than your barrel. Yep. It's it's very difficult. It helps you think the balance beam. That was that was kind of hard. Like having to balance on the balance beam while shooting shotgun and yeah. like ducking under walls. Yeah, it was it was a challenging match, but I thought it was really fun. I mean, you did really well. And then would you would you end up in open? Okay, what about what, when did I what, move there? No, no. What um, uh, what place did you get in open? Oh, I placed fifth in open. Yeah. Fifth in open was huge, and then eleventh overall. Which my God, but fifth in open, y'all. So, how many people shot overall? And do you remember how many people were in open? Open, I don't really remember. Maybe I think I, I don't know. Maybe it was around fifty. I could be completely oh, off. <laughs> I was like, there's gotta be like a hundred. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. It was, uh, was two hundred and fifty shooters. Yeah. I think there. But I don't remember it open. I'm probably completely off. I don't know. Okay. I mean it's yeah, it's the Mecca of shooting sports pretty much. Um you know, you, you have all of the top dogs there, which is pretty cool. Um did you start in TAC Ops, by the way, and then move into open once you got the carry optics? Um I did because I I don't know why, but I used to be more comfortable with iron sights. Mm-hmm. And I I switched to open like pretty early because my dad switched to open. He's like, you got to shoot a dot. So I tried the dot and it's like, I'm switching to open. So probably when I was like, I don't know, maybe 11, 11 or 12, switched to open. Yeah. I mean, once you get comfortable learning a dot, you know, people are like, oh, I'm never going back to irons. Same thing. Like, yeah. Till you get that concept, you're going to feel comfortable with irons. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to have, a, like, a real open shotgun rather than a tube fed, but... Yeah. One day. They're expensive. They're heavy. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. When I was like, for the mount, we're going to be shooting three-gun, you can have your tube fed shotgun. Yeah. So. Now, are there any modifications? I didn't ask this, but uh, for for shortening like the stock on the shotgun for you or anything like that, because I know some junior shooters, you know, they've had to modify their firearms just because they're a little bit different. Yeah, so I do. I have a shortened stock on my shotgun. Okay, but like that's really it for yeah. shotgun, and then rifle the cheek riser with the side charging handle, and pistol the finger grooves. Yeah, no, that's important to know. So for people listening, if you've got junior shooters, that's huge. Um, yeah. and if you watch the video when Morgan showed her her rifle, like her stock is actually pretty dang close, um, you know, to the the rifle itself. That's yeah. So yeah. short, shortened. It's still shortened. Yeah. Cheek risers and rifles are important because you'll be able to without it. You can still see through your scope, but you're gonna be, you know, you can't get a good cheek while you're rising <laughs> up. But if you have a cheek riser, put your eyes at the right level. Yeah, like line up everything. Yeah, so I I um struggled. I actually my first three gun match. Um, I didn't know optics, so I shot iron sights because I couldn't figure out it. Like scope, <laughs> like no, I'm out. And I remember getting my first scope and trying to figure that out. It was the cheek rise the whole time, just the black yeah. circle and like coming off the cheek, coming on the cheek. It was horrible. And um, once you figure it out, like I have a Luth AR stock, I like marked it. So if somebody adjusts it, it's going back to me. Like. <laughs> That's what we do. We have like it's like a piece of tape or something under it. So like it the stock does not move back and forth. Like yeah. I know where it goes. Yeah. Cause that if people don't realize that that totally throws you off. That's why it's really hard to borrow guns. Like it's doable, but it's very hard to borrow a gun that's not set up to you and your eye relief and all of that. Do you zero your own guns, by the way? 
Um, yes, I will do it. And then my dad, I think he, he likes to do it after I do it to sure. make sure I'm right, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you learned, you learned zeroing. Have you shot PRS yet? No. Are you going to, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Like precision maybe. rifle or NRL 22 or anything like that? Maybe. Okay. Probably not, but maybe. One day, maybe. Maybe. I'd be yeah. the rifle. I think that would be, that'd be, that'd be cool to watch. Rifle? Yeah, that'd be cool to watch. <laughs> oh, man. Now, for, for next year, um... Yeah, you said three guns and stuff. So focus on that. What do you have, um, you know, to recommend people right now to get into the sport, especially in 2022 with everything going on with ammo shortages, blah, blah, blah. But what is the best way for people to kind of get out there, try to shoot a match, you know, sign up for maybe a smaller match without as much round count, like all of that? Definitely go watch a match first and see what it's all about. Just see the environment. Like watch people and what they do like before they shoot while they're shooting like ask ask questions like if you're not sure about something ask don't assume um and then after you like watch a match or two bring out like any gun like local matches don't really care like if you have a 22 you have 22 ammo bring it out and ask be like hey can i shoot this and they'll probably let you shoot it and just see how that goes and then after that Emma's kind of hard to find, but I'm pretty sure you can still find 22 ammo. There's not many people out there that have that. So that might be easier to start with that and like steel challenge maybe with that first. And then as Emma gets better, get a pistol, go to USPSA matches, shoot those, and then work into it. Make yeah. friends. People will help. People will share stuff. You don't have stuff, ask. People have extra belts, extra mags, extra everything. So much crap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, what, what belt system do you use? I've never asked you that or really noticed. So I just have a regular Safari Land belt. I have the ELS belt, uh, the one with the holes. No, I just, I have like clip on everything. Okay. Like, yeah, I have Linton holsters and mags, like stuff I got custom done. And just always had the same stuff. Yeah. So is that like the the tech lock stuff, right? Um. Yes. So you can snap it on and off and like change it out to shotgun caddy and then put the yeah. mag pouch there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was curious. And again, like junior shooters, again, you've already talked about it, but like it's really hard when you have a smaller waist and then it, the shotgun caddies don't fit you. You've got to figure out, you know, what works for you and it's like what you're talking about go out and try, ask to borrow gear, test out gear before going spending the money because it might not fit you. Yes. No. Yeah. Totally ask. And like any shotgun stage where there's a lot of shotgun, there's no pistol. I'm throwing on my thigh rig. Yeah. That helps. And I'll use a chest rig too. Just, you need to like play around, ask people to borrow stuff, see what works for you. They have a lot of different shotgun caddies, like magnetics, like regular clips. You just need to see what what's works better for you, what you find easier, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So your season's over with, right? For 2022, 2021. Yes. Okay. What's your first match of 2022? Are you shooting Florida open or sectionals or anything like that? Um, first match is 
it's in March. I know that. Okay. I'm not really sure how much it is. Okay. Really <laughs> Whatever's in March. Do you want to talk about the it, um oh go ahead. It's, it's in it's in it's in South Carolina. March and Hmm. Is that what multi nationals is? March to April? March, April? Um, I feel like that's it. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out later. <laughs> Well, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to talk about um? And I'll brag again for you, but you want to talk about Sugarcane Classic, where you shot ninety percent of Max Michelle. You were pretty much neck and neck beating him until lunch on the last day. Like, how crazy is that? It was crazy, and we shot in a squad with him. So I would go back, back and forth with him, like stage plans, like why aren't you doing this? Why are you choosing this? And what he got to was like what you're comfortable with like I know my way this might not be the fastest way but it's what I'm comfortable with and I can make it the fastest way right and that's that's how he did it and that that was really cool to me like stage plans don't matter as much as how you execute it yeah like if you execute the worst stage plan like but if you execute it perfectly that can be amazing that can win but if you like are not comfortable at all with the best stage plan you're it's doesn't matter how fast it is gonna be three seconds faster but if you're not comfortable it's not going to be three seconds faster it's going to be slower yeah it's crazy um, and shooting him is cool he he'll give out tips he'll point out stuff to me um going neck and neck with someone like that was really cool like we're going back and forth and he's like man you beat me on that one man you beat me on that one and he he really found he found a good groove after lunch and I kind of let off on some points and things shifted sure yeah but, it's, still, it's still good I mean that's like your first year around the sun for USBSA really yeah but oh. it's really cool getting to shoot with all these big people and them like giving me tips or be like wow you did that so good like that's really cool to hear yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Learning from the best. And, you know, did you watch, did, okay. You said it, uh, nationals, you didn't watch any of the girls shoot, but did you watch Max shoot every stage? Um, I did watch Max shoot because he shot after me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I could forget my stage plan by then and I could watch him. Right. Is we, we did some very different stage plans on some stages and it was cool to see how they like fit in with each other. Like, even if they're not the same, like, you could see how we each flowed with our stage plans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you, like, you learned footwork and so yeah. many different things with, with watching him shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool to see. And I'll, he'll, or I was on one stage, and I was, like, doing my stage plan. I was walking through, and he's like, wow, change your footwork on that. Like, you, you're not supposed to drop stuff but you want to drop step here because of the way you're going and the lean you're already in. Yeah. And was, it's really cool to work with him and stuff. Heck yeah. Now I got to ask how many people have been surprised by your shooting level? Lots. I mean, I'm a 14 year old girl. <laughs> I don't expect much at all. Except and- the people that know you girl, like, um, gosh, I want to know Scott and I were talking about multi-gun, um, Mike Wang and all these people, dude, like you're, we know like i i see your dry fire i see your live fire i see your practice sessions i know how much your dad and you like work to to shoot i know how many matches you shoot and uh like it's so do you think it's sometimes annoying when people are like oh lucky you or you know 
not yes. seeing the work when you have put in the work? It's 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 aggravating sometimes because it'll be like, wow, you got lucky on that. I'm like, I didn't. I I trained that. I'm not sure I got lucky on it, yep. but they're surprised. I love it when we go to major matches and the ROs don't know me, and then they'll look at me after I shoot and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny seeing their faces. They're like, wow, and yep. um, like I'll hear people say stuff in the back about like, I don't know, just like. One like people will be like, oh, watch her shoot, and someone's like, she's like, why? <laughs> but <laughs> there, people are amazed by, it and they don't expect it, and they'll just like think I'm messing around, and they'll watch me shoot, and they'll be like, she's not messing around. Oh, it's it's really cool to see. What's like the greatest compliment that you've received? I get this one a lot, but it's like guys will come up to me after local matches. I gotta go home and tell my wife a fourteen-year-old girl just beat me. I love that. It's it's so funny. And people are like, my wife keeps asking me why I come out to these when you're just gonna beat me. Why are you wasting your time? <laughs> like it's it's really funny. Yeah. No. The the chances of any of us uh, beating you ever again is, is <laughs> none. You know. <laughs> I have one shot at the CGB match. That's my highlight in my history, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh man that's yeah I mean it's it's pretty cool to see you grow like do you I know you're still young to think about it but do you have goals or aspirations to continue shooting even when you go to college and and like start working and all that yeah yeah I I love shooting now I want to I definitely will stay in it like forever if I can get a job in this industry that'd be great like it's something I love. It's something I'm passionate about. If I could, like, if I can get a job in it, I'm open to that. I don't know how, like, what I would want to do in it or what, but I want to stay in it. I definitely do. Good. Yeah. So you don't know, like, what path. Okay. So like, if people are listening right now and trying to figure out, like, how to help you with, like, industry people, would you mm-hmm. want to do marketing and sales? Would you want to actually work on machines? Would you want to be like a gunsmith? Like, do you know kind of what your passions are? Um, I'm not sure, like, at all, really. Um, not the best with machines. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I break them sometimes. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't really thought about what I wanted to go into after. Like I still have lots of years, yeah. Things like that kind of, yeah. Um, but I haven't like looked into anything. I'm not like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I like this. I'm doing this. Right. Yeah. I haven't looked into anything. Like it'll come. I was just curious. If some people just know. I I didn't know when I was your age. I. If you told me back when I was your age, like what I'm doing right now, I'd be like, there's no way I would make it that far. <laughs> No yeah. way. I I don't know. I said that about my shooting. That's funny. Like, I'm like, someone told me when I was, like, four that I was going to shoot. I'd be like, what? What's shooting? Like. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. So when you, when you turn 21 now, and I don't know if Louisiana is different, but do you plan to carry a, a gun? Yeah. I'm looking forward I mean, to it. It's New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, no one's, no one's. <laughs> My family's from Louisiana. I don't like to admit that, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Louisiana homies. Oh god, that place. I do like the food. That's about it. But food. yeah. Food's amazing. Food that's amazing. That's <laughs> if you're coming to Louisiana, you're coming for the food. Yeah. I'm digress. <laughs> okay, going back to like the, the the carrying the gun thing, I'm curious. So um uh, it'll be a challenging kind of thing. So most people think that there has to be a certain age that people can touch a gun or carry a gun or, or like shoot a gun and not necessarily carry or like, Oh, they're not old enough. It's like, there's not really an age limit, right. When it comes to like, yeah, firearm safety or rules or whatever. I mean, for you, that was pretty early on in life. It's more about maturity. Yeah. But definitely introduce firearms as early as possible mm-hmm. like explain everything about them explain like how they work all the safety rules what to do if you see one and like shooting them is great getting into competition even better but like just if it's just going to be like personal or whatever d- introducing them early i think is really good i mean i'm not an adult i don't know anything but you oh gosh don't ever say that you know a lot (laughs) but like definitely i think introducing them earlier is great and then letting kids shoot them and feel them and see what happens yeah like when you shoot a gun and just knowing other rules like they're if you shoot somebody you're gonna kill them like it's good to know that and just how they work and to if you're with somebody like a friend like all those freak accidents that happen like explain not to touch a gun without an adult unless you know like that you're allowed to like if it's at your house it's Mm -hmm. not loaded you check it's not loaded yep otherwise yeah no it's great advice what you're saying essentially is taking the curiosity out of it because yeah once the kid's no longer curious because they know how it functions and they're not going to be messing with it when they shouldn't supposed to you know neat though i mean because you've you and i probably are raised similarly like we've been around guns our whole life where we're it's normal for us to see a loaded gun sitting in that corner on that table and you know on the wall yes exactly it's like with my dad's job it's like he always has a loaded gun on and they're gonna be on his bed like i don't touch them like i know i'm not supposed to i'm not allowed to yep so like i won't i just be like oh dad it's there just letting you know that you left it there. And he's like, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, even at your age, it's like, you know how to clear one, you know how to check them. But again, it's not yours. Curiosity yeah. is gone. You just know. Yeah. That, that's cool, Morgan. I think there's a lot you can teach others. Mm-hmm. Um, so wrapping this up towards the end, I have a random question. Okay. If you're like a totally different hobby outside of shooting, like just something that you've seen maybe on TV or people do <laughs> that you want to try one day. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if it's a hobby. I mean, I guess some people make it a hobby. But <laughs> I just want to do it for fun. I want to skydive. Like, yeah. really bad. Like, I don't know. I just want to jump out of a plane with a big piece of cloth on my back, I guess. I don't know. But I, like, I've seen people do that where they, like, actually aim for places to land. Like, I, I, I couldn't do that. But if I can go skydiving, I'm going to go skydiving. You haven't been yet? No. And your dad, is he uh, on board with this? No. He's scared. But <laughs> he doesn't need a comb, right? If he, I will go with you. So if we're ever in a place and we can go skydive, I will go. <laughs> yes, we're going to do it. We'll do it. A lot of fun. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> we'll have to, like, you know, sign our lives away. But, yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's all good. 
there's there'll be somebody on her back to save us exactly exactly um well are there any final you know thoughts or piece of advice or anything that you really want people to learn or listen you know at the very end here oh yeah getting to know your stage and thinking about every single detail in your stage plan thinking about every sight picture and just another thing really finding a spot on the target and having your eyes transition there for every single transition and just visualizing that trigger press visualizing that sight picture visualizing where your feet are going to go all the movement all that and then staying in your mental game in the match and not freaking out or giving up or just saying awful things to yourself minus those five minutes, you know, five minutes can stay. <laughs> but staying focused, not worrying about the outcome, like just focusing on your shooting and how you shoot will determine everything else. And that just falls into place at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, it's well said. Um, you know, we can't do the sport. Uh, I know you and I both can't without sponsors and, and people that support us. So, uh, do you want to give any shout outs to the people that support you? Yes. My sponsors are amazing. Primary machine. They're like family to me. They've been to me. They've been with me since I first started shooting. Like they've been with me for like four and a half years. Um, all my sponsors in between hunters, gold, smoke, proof, Collis, amazing scopes. Uh, Johnny Glock's amazing trigger. Valhalla really makes my pistol grip just spot on. Walker's best ear pro. Um, Bertrand Casey. Targets I use to spot, like shoot my rifle and just get my long range dialed in. Um, GPS, the best shooting bags I've ever used. Like legitimately, the best. They're really solid compartments for everything they're perfect size nothing too big awesome well said um and how could people find you online on social media um my instagram my instagram is morgan rose three gun that's that's the only social media for shooting i have that's awesome um you know people have been teasing me because i just haven't i've been to like a couple matches at least three or four three gun this year i think four but they're like oh you knew kenzie one gun or one gun kenzie and like similar to you i was like morgan rose one gun <laughs> morgan's one gun it's funny i thought about that it's like i don't shoot as much three gun as i used to but my name's still morgan rose three gun yeah don't change it we can't we're branded yeah. we're three gunners for life it's set three gunners for life started here yep. one race three gunner Yep. We're never, we're always going to die on that cross and people make fun of it. It's like, dude, you can't talk bad about three gun around us. It's not going to happen. It's way too much fun. (laughs) It really is. Love it. Well, Morgan, I'm looking forward to 2022. Um, I'm very, 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 very proud of you. I I can't even tell you enough. You are positive role model for all the females and all the young women, you know, growing up doing what you're doing. Your family is incredible and supportive. And I can't say enough about this. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, you know, uh, if you can help a junior, um, if you can donate to, you know, whatever their cause is to get them out to shoot, maybe give them some ammo, take them out, um, get them involved in the sport. Cause Morgan is one of the future of our, our shooting sports. We need many more juniors. Yeah, we do. And more girls, more badass women. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining. I appreciate all of your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, listeners, uh, stay tuned for the next episode of the Radical Up podcast. Thanks for listening to the Radical Up podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Redipal Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.